I have a good friend named Craig who years ago attended seminary, carrying a heavy class load and serving in an unpaid internship. Being a typical seminary student, he was dirt poor. Craig kept in touch with a college buddy who'd landed a job that actually paid good money. Every so often, the two of them enjoyed a meal at a local restaurant. Despite Craig's genuine protest, the friend would always foot the bill. Finally, Craig took a stand. Please let me pay, he insisted. His friend was unmoved. Craig, why is it so hard for you to receive? You can't even be a Christian if you can't receive. Craig's friend was right. Our first responsibility as Christians is not to give to God, but to receive from Him. More emphatically, we can say that when it comes to being a true worshiper, receiving from God is our calling from first to last. There are two aspects to our receiving. First, we need to be invited and enabled. We're powerless to come to God in our own strength. Second, God must show us what He's really like. Jesus said, No one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Matthew 11.27 We can't figure God out on our own. As with the Samaritan woman, God must reveal Himself to us before we can respond to Him rightly. Receiving the gift of a meal is a choice between being polite or rude. But receiving the gift of worship is a matter of life or death. God makes that clear throughout Scripture from the very beginning. The First Worshippers The Bible opens with the words, In the beginning, God. Not, In the beginning, Adam. Or, In the beginning, animals. Or, In the beginning, a gaseous cloud. In the beginning, God. Before anything came to be, God was exuberantly happy, completely content, incomprehensibly radiant, and dwelling in unapproachable light. 1 Timothy 6.16 The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit unceasingly delighting in each other's perfections from eternity past. John 17.5 and 24 Out of His desire to display His glory and have a share in His joy, God acted. He created a universe a galaxy called the Milky Way, our solar system, a planet called Earth, and a place called Eden. Eden was an idyllic environment. No sin, no imperfection, no decay or defilement. Paradise. But it wasn't the environment that made Eden so special. It was the presence. The first couple lived in a world ablaze with God's presence and glory. Adam and Eve instinctively knew why they had been made. They breathed, ate, slept, played, and labored to exalt the goodness and greatness of God. D.A. Carson explained that in this time before the fall, God's image bearers delighted in the perfection of His creation and the pleasure of His presence precisely because they were perfectly oriented toward Him. No redemptive provisions had yet been disclosed, for none were needed. There was no need to exhort human beings to worship. Their entire existence revolved around the God who had made them. Our first parents were born worshiping. But when they ate the forbidden fruit, their worship was redirected. Duped by a serpent, they rejected the gift of worshiping God and chose to worship themselves. They thought God could be improved upon. They were wrong. And as a result of their decision, 
all creation plunged into futility and despair. Ashamed, confused.